the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Crazy. This is Pastor Pearson of Word Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. So, to God, a magnificent door of opportunity has been opened to all of us to have a close, intimate, personal relationship with the God who saved us. But unfortunately, although that opportunity is open and made available to all of us, not many of us has walked through to enjoy the kind of close, intimate relationship that God wants to have with us. One of the reasons why is because many of us don't know how to increase our intimacy with Him. There are things that the Word of God says that we can do to increase the intimacy between God and me and you. Pathways that each of us can and should follow that'll get us to the place where we have the kind of close, intimate relationship with God that He desires to have with us. So come on, and let's learn a little bit more today about some of those pathways to a closer, more intimate relationship with God. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. We're going to continue in the teaching that we started just a little while back. And that is Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. Because we found out that this is our year of increased intimacy. But at the same time, we need to know how to increase that intimacy and what pathway should we take? What moves should we make? What things should we do so that we can get it for real and not for fake? So that we can be able to line up with what God has in store for me and you? Well, there's some things that we needed to learn and God's been teaching me and you. He's been sharing with us the pathways of increased intimacy. Because there are ways that he wants us to do this and he's teaching us the ways to be able to do this. Is anybody learning anything so far? Praise God. Rest of y'all, I'll see if I can do a better job today. Praise God. Matthew chapter 3, we'll start reading at verse 13. Praise God. And then, once again, get ready for this word that we're going to bring. Verse 13. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee. Comest thou to me? And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water. And lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. This one right here. God, you can almost see God's finger coming from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. We already learned that the word Son is huyo which means that he's a son, but we at the same time learn that that can either be an immediate son or a remote son. It could be a close son and it could be a distant son. 
But based upon the adjective that's attached to that, it lets us know which one Jesus was. Well, we found out Jesus was not a, a remote son. He was not a distant son. He was immediate son, close son, because he called him his beloved son. We found out that word beloved means dear, which means he was dear to the Lord. Praise God. But we found out one of the things that makes him dear is that he would be near because Jesus was once someone who was intimate with the father. And one of the reasons why he was pointing him out as being his beloved son, one of the reasons is so that we can be able to have opportunity as sons of God to be able to learn how to be sons of God just like he is. So that we can be able to step into everything just like he did and do everything that God wants us to do just like he did what he wanted him to do. Jesus had an intimate relationship with the father. We found out that that word intimacy is talking about a close, familiar, and usually affectionate or loving personal relationship with another person or a group. Well, the person is God the Father and the group is the Godhead. That's who we're drawing closer to. And that's who we're learning more about and so that we can be able to line up with him like he wants us to. We found out it also means close or warm, warm friendship or understanding. It's, it's a personal relationship. God wants to have a personal relationship. One is close, not far. One is warm, not ice cold. One, one is based upon friendship and understanding. Well, we understand who he is, what he wants, what he likes, so that we can be able to make sure that he, we provide him what he likes, so that he can be able to get near to him and get nearer to him each and every day. At least some of us are, you know, having a desire to do this each and every day. Whereas we can be able to get closer to the Lord, become more familiar with the Lord, warm up to the Lord, praise God, become more affectionate with the Lord. And why is that? Because we've got a pathway to the intimacy with God. Turn to James chapter 4, please. Here's the invitation that we read before, and we'll read it one more. James chapter 4. This is the invitation that God is extending to me and you. He's telling us exactly what it is he wants us to do. I love a Lord like that, one that tells you exactly what he wants you to do. You don't have to be wondering. You don't have to be figuring. You don't have to be being fooled, deceived, or tricked later on down the line. All you got to do is look at the book at every time, and it'll tell you exactly what he wants you to do. We over in James chapter 4. This is what he said to me and you. Verse 7. He told us, blessed be the name. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. That's what we've been learning for a little while. Praise God. We've been learning, praise God, to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God and become submissive to what he says to me and you so that we can have the ability to be able to resist the devil like he told us to. And he's telling us here what the devil will do when we resist him like we're supposed to, and that is he will flee from me and you. Well, once he flees from me and you, there's nothing in the way for us to do what God wants us to do. And the first thing God wants us to do is found in verse 8, draw nigh to me, draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Draw nigh to God. That's James speaking. He's talking to you. Anointed by the Holy Ghost, he's sharing with you exactly what the Father wants you to do. Resist the devil. He's going to run from you. And as soon as he does, you run straight to God. And you get as close to God as you possibly can. Draw nigh to God. That word nigh means to, be made, to make near. God wants you to make, get near to him, approach him, be at hand, to come to him and come near to him. Well, we've been learning about that over the last few weeks. We've been learning to seek to increase intimacy with God. To seek to increase intimacy with God. Because we've learned that there is a generation who is going to be a people that's going to seek God's face. And we found out we are the generation that's going to seek God's face. We don't have to wait for a further generation later on down the line. No, this is the generation at this time. We are the people that's going to draw closer to the Lord as we've been invited to. We are the people that's going to draw closer to the Lord like the blood of Jesus bought us access to. We're the ones that's going to be able to spend our time getting closer to the one divine so that we can be able to look for what he wants and not just what we want that's mine. Because we're going to drop that nonsense and that selfish, childish attitude of always going after what we want. And we're going to begin to start doing what the Father wants. God is our Father who has brought me and you into existence. And we're going to learn to do what he wants, not just what we want. Praise God. It's time to grow up. Look at your neighbor and say, it's time to grow up, baby. 
Mm-hmm. And drop all this stuff about your toy and what you want and what you want to do. And let's come on. Let's line up with what God. He has better plans for you. God's got better plans for you than you got for yourself. You've been spinning your wheels, trying to chase your will rather than going after God's will. God's will is already guaranteed. All you have to do is line up with his will and everything will be all right for you and me. Is anybody hearing me up in here? And we found out what he needs to do that. Praise God. God's beckoning us to come unto him. Praise God. And we found out over in Matthew chapter 11 how it is that we're supposed to come unto him. Turn over there, please. This probably be the last verse in the review before I dive into the stuff that God has in store for you. Matthew chapter 11. God's beckoning us through his son. Jesus said, I don't say anything other than what my father said. So if he's saying it, it's because his father's saying it. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. We found out that word yoke is talking about a coupling, which means we, God wants us to couple ourselves with the Lord God Almighty. Couple ourselves with Jesus. And once you're coupled with somebody like you're supposed to be coupled with somebody, everywhere they go, you go. Everywhere they go, you go. Because the Lord wants to take us someplace. He wants us to introduce us to some places, some areas, some things that we've never been introduced to before. So that we can be able to step through these wide open doors. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. We found out that means to learn in any way. But it also translates to understand. God wants us to learn and understand. Because the Bible says in all you're getting, get understanding. And he said, I want you to learn of me. We found out that means me and mine. Which means not just me in terms of who I am, but minds in terms of what do I have and what do I possess. There's things that Jesus possessed that he wants us to possess. There's things that Jesus does that he wants us to do. There's things that it is that he, ways that he conducts himself. That's what he has a desire for me and you. That's why he's asking us to couple ourselves with him so that he can begin to start taking us into some places that we wouldn't have gone before. We found out, praise God, over in Ephesians chapter 5, that he wants us to be imitators of him. Go ahead and turn there, please. Ephesians chapter 5. We find out the father's desire is that he wants us to be imitators of him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1. It says, be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. We found out that word followers right there means imitators. Praise God. God wants us to imitate him, which means do what you see me do. Conduct yourself the way he conducts himself. Do what it is he does. And whatever he does, you do too. You be an imitator of him. Come on, back like you were when you was a little kid that used to enjoy irritating people, mimicking them and irritating them. Praise God. That when they would say, do this, when they would say, hey, what would you say? When they would say, go, what would you say? When they say, mama, what'd you say? You say, daddy, stop. No, no, for real. I mean, stop. Praise God. He was, he was, he would, we would keep talking, praise God, doing everything that he said he'd do. Well, that's the way God wants you to mimic him now mimic what Jesus does too. And that's that if you do what it is he does, copy it closely in action as well as speech. That's what the word mimic means. To copy it closely in action and speech. Which means as close as you can, do it. As close as you can, do it. You might not be able to do it perfectly, but that's all right. Don't try to be perfect. As close as you can, do it. Don't try to be perfect. Jesus is perfect. You're not perfect. But as close as you can, do it. If you don't do it absolutely close every time, don't beat yourself up at any time. Just do it as close as you can. You hear what I'm saying? If you get 10 out of 10, glory to God. If you get 1 out of 10, that was more than you had before. Praise God. Just do it. What are we going to do? Come on, Nike, just do it. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Because we found out God gave Jesus to us as an example. He told us that. He said Jesus is our example that we're supposed to follow in life. 
We found out that that word is talking about a pattern, that he is the pattern that we're supposed to follow in life. He is the plan. He is the diagram that's been given to me and you to guide us into exactly what God wants us to guide into so that we can do what it is we ought to do. And we found out, praise God, over in 1 John chapter 2, that this is something that we just ought to do. Praise God. Something we ought to do. Y'all did learn that, didn't you? Praise God. Okay, I'm just checking. Praise God. Something that we ought to do. Praise God. It's something that we must do. It's something that we should do. Praise God. And we ought to do it the way God wants us to. Turn over to 1 Peter chapter 2. Praise God. Hallelujah. Turn over to 1 Peter chapter 2. Let me show you one of the reasons why it's so important that we do what it is that the Lord did. And imitate him like God told us to do. We're in 1 Peter chapter 2. Let's look at God's heart about the, about the son. 1 Peter chapter 2. The one who is his beloved son and whom he is well pleased. Starting with verse 1, it says, Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all, get, all guile and hypocrisy and envyings and all evil speakings as, men, as newborn babies, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. That's what some of us did. That's what some of us are still doing. Praise God. Some of us are drinking the milk of the word right now so we can grow thereby. Some of us have grown and we own, own strong meat and, 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 and bread and stuff like that too. Praise God. Come on now. And, and, and eating the bitter herbs so we can keep it moving through me and you. Praise God. Amen. And we're washing it down with, me, with milk. Praise God. But, but desire the milk. That's what he told us to do. Why? So that you can grow. If so, be that ye have tasted that the Lord, he is gracious. To whom, to whom coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God, and precious chosen of God and precious. Now Jesus was chosen of God selected and elected by him to be able to do what it is he wanted him to do. But I got something to tell you. That's just like you because you are chosen of God too. What? Know ye not that ye are chosen generation, a holy priesthood who is called out to show forth his glory. Don't you know who you are? You've been chosen by God. You still trying to be, is that why you still trying to be chosen by some man or some woman? Opposite sex, of course. Is that why you're still trying to be chose by some man or woman? Opposite sex, of course. Praise God. Is that why? Is that why? Because you still haven't figured out you're chosen by God already? You've already been chosen by the best. Why are you still desiring less? Praise God. You just lock up with God and let God. Come on, G to be. You just lock up with God and let God be God and let him do in you what he's supposed to do. You've already been chosen of God. But it says, and precious. And precious. And is a conjunction. Conjunction, junction. What's your function? hooking up phrases and clauses and making them run right. Praise God. Amen. And so there's something that's supposed to be hooked up to being chose. And that's precious. See, Jesus was not only chose, chosen before the foundation of the world, just like you were. But at the same time, he was also precious. And that's what we want to be too. We want to be precious just like Jesus is. That word precious right there means valued. That word precious right there means valued. I like that. God wants you to be Jesus, he considered Jesus as valued, which means that he, he, had, he had a great value about him. See, Jesus was not merely precious in and of himself. What Jesus did was also precious to God. Jesus wasn't just precious in and of himself, but what he did was precious to him too. And so therefore, we don't just want to be precious to God in terms of who we are as a people. We want to be precious in God in what we do too. We, want to just, we, we don't want to just be precious like a lump of precious we want, we, we want to be precious active. Does that make sense? Hope so. We want to be precious just like Jesus was. Now, those, that's those of us that want to be imitators of him. And so if he was precious, we want to be precious. If he did precious stuff, we want to do precious stuff. Let's look over Mark, Matthew chapter 3. Let's look at some of this precious stuff. Starting with verse 16. 
It says in Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water. Of course, he did what he did in order to fulfill all righteousness and, 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 and for me and you. He says, and straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, the vo- uh, voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. We already know he's beloved. He's beloved. He's precious in his eyes. He's valued in his eyes. He's important to him. But it don't stop there. Just keep reading, praise God, because you know that the chapter and verse designations were added in by the translators in order to aid and assist us in being able to locate things and be able to search things out in Scripture. So we wouldn't have this big old book trying to figure out where everything is. We could easily be able to locate things. And so technically this continues on. So it says, in, in whom I am well pleased, then was Jesus led of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Of course, he went on in to be able to do what it is that God wanted him to do. That, too, was precious in God's eyes because when he went into the wilderness to do what it is that God wanted him to do. Now, as a beloved son of God, Jesus was led by the spirit of God somewhere to do something. He was led by the spirit of God somewhere to do something. Well, 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 if we want to be precious in God's eyes, we want to allow the same spirit of God that's in our life because the spirit of God is in your life. You do know that, praise God. You know he's living on the inside of you, praise God. If you are born again. If you're born again, the Spirit of God is living on the inside of you. Hallelujah. Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? Hallelujah. Don't you know that you've been bought with a price? Therefore glorify God in your your body, in in your soul, in your spirit, which are God's, praise God. We glorify God in all that we do. We make him evident and visible. So he was led in there to do something. Let's look at that which he was led in the Spirit of God to do, somewhere to do. It says, and when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterwards a hungered. When he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterwards he had a hungered. Now, even though the Bible says that he fasted, and he did, it's not all he did. Even though the Bible says clearly that he fasted, he did. But that's not all he did. One of the reasons why I say that's not all he did is because fasting is always attached to something. Fasting is always attached to something. And it's the thing that is that, that it's attached to, which they didn't speak of right here. But when you look at the rest of the life of Jesus Christ, they spoke about it innumerously. They spoke about it greatly. They spoke about it in so many different ways. But he did it there too. So for 40 days, he didn't just not eat cheeseburgers and just walk around twiddling his thumbs. Sitting on rocks and stuff like that, being like, okay, where the devil, where he going to be, where he going to show up? And just sit there, praise God. Wasn't sitting there texting nobody, updating no Facebook, watching the clouds. Ooh, that one looked like a giraffe. Ooh, that one looked like an elephant. No, he wasn't doing stuff like that. He was doing something else. And that which he was doing is one of the things that's precious in God's eyes. That which he was doing is one of the things that keeps him as a person who is precious in God's eyes. That which he does that many of us don't do is one of the reasons why we're not as precious as he was, but we're about to get as precious as he is too. Is that when Jesus was led by the Holy Ghost into the wilderness to do something, one of the things that he went in there and did was to pray. To pray. Fasting, we're going to get into it in detail at another date. Fasting was him making sure that the world and its influence did not get in the way of what it is that he was about to do. By demonstrating his control of self, fruit of the spirit, from his attachment with God to be able to do what it is that he was supposed to do. But there's a second side to that. And that second side is called prayer. It was through his prayer and his fasting that caused him to be such an intimate individual with the father. 
That's why for the next few weeks or so, we're going to be talking about prayer. The pa- a pathway of intimacy with God. Prayer. A pathway of intimacy to intimacy with God. Because many people are not intimate with the Father because they don't pray. Many people are not intimate with the Father, therefore they don't pray. But we are people that's going to increase intimacy. And we're looking for pathways to intimacy. And one of those pathways is prayer. One of those pathways is prayer. Because when if we study the life of Jesus, and we're going to, and we study the life of the powerful apostles, and we're going to, and we study the life of the people that God used mightily, and we're going to, we're going to see a commonality with all of them. One of the commonalities we have, and that's God in their lives. We have God in our lives. But another commonality that they have that we're going to have is intimacy with that God that's in our lives. So we're going to be talking about prayer, a pathway to intimacy with God. Because that which Jesus was led by the Spirit of God somewhere to do is to prayer. Prayer is is a definite pathway to increase intimacy with God. Prayer is a definite pathway to increase intimacy with God. Now, I felt a, salt, a sink in the spirit. And one of the reasons I understand that, praise God, that's, that's all tied to why folk do it so little because they really don't understand the awesome opportunity that you have in prayer. That which we have the ability to do that the other people on the face of the earth cannot do. They don't have access to the Father like we do. They don't have the ear of the Father like we do. They don't have the ability to pray anything according to his will and receive it just like me and you. Praise God. But yet at the exact same time, many times we associate prayer with getting something. Asking for something. Petitioning God for something. And all of that is included in prayer, but as quiet as it's kept, that's supposed to be the smallest part of your prayer. Because all prayer really is, is communication with God. All prayer really is, is communication with God. Notice what I didn't say. All prayer really is, is talking to God. I said it's communication with God. Because prayer It's not limited to you talking to him. Prayer also includes him talking to you. That might not do nothing for none of y'all. But when the creator of the universe, him who before time, who existed before time, takes the time to talk to you, personally, Intimately? You ought to like that. That the one who said light be and light was and light still is will like you. Come on, Facebook people. He'll like you. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you were blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope that you learned a little bit more about the intimate relationship that God wants to have with all of us. I hope that you learn even more about the pathways that we can take to have the increased intimacy with God that he wants to have with us. So let's accept the word of God as true and let's take the pathways to increase intimacy with God that he's laid out for me and you. If you want to hear a message in its entirety, just contact the church office at Erico 210-785-9238. That's Erico 210 785-9238 
or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassley Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding area, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just go to church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed if you do. I guarantee you. And speaking of coming through, I invite all the married people in the San Antonio surrounding areas to a very beneficial fellowship that's held at Word of Faith SA just for you. Especially if your desire is to draw closer to one another and to have a better marriage. We invite all the married people in San Antonio surrounding areas to come out to our Covenant Partners Fellowship tomorrow evening. It's a monthly marriage seminar that God has brought here to San Antonio that will help the marriages here in San Antonio. It's a monthly marriage seminar that you don't have to fly away to or pay half a pay to go to. It's free and it's right here in San Antonio just for you. It's an evening out for the married people that's done on the third Friday of every month where the wildest wedded folk in San Antonio come together in a casual atmosphere and have food and fun and fellowship and get a powerful word from God that will help you take your marriage to another level. So come on through. You go from being married to happily married, I guarantee you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until, hey, it's a night out. You don't need to find a babysitter because child care is provided at no charge. Neither I, VIP transportation services available for this too. So come on and spend one evening out of the month investing in your marriage so that it could be as good as God designed it to be and get even better than you ever thought it could be. Whether both of you come or one of you come, just come on through. You'll be so glad you did that as with or without your boo. And you know your boo is the one you're married to. I look forward to seeing all of you this Friday evening at the Covenant Partners Fellowship at Word of Faith SA. I guarantee that you'll be blessed. So come on through. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.